Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy trivia show of answering questions and questioning answers. I'm your host, Spencer Hamilton, and I'll be awarding points to our two teams based on how well they know trivia and how good they are at lying. In Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, an incorrect answer is worth just as many points as a correct one. At least, as long as our players can trick the other team into believing it. Now, let's meet tonight's panel. Oh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming out to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy game show of answering questions and questioning answers. I am your host, Spencer Hamilton. And uh, tonight's... Uh, how's the mic going? Wonderful. Little. Little. It's a little <laughs> mic. Uh, tonight's show is going to be all about the national parks. So let's, uh, let's start with the players on my left. Do we have a team name for the players on my left? Uh, yes, we decided that our team name is a phrase that you often hear at a national park. Uh, Sarah Shockey, would you like to share it? Excuse me, are you using this picnic table? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, great. And let's meet the players on Excuse Me, Are You Using This Picnic Table? Uh, my name is Sammy Tamimi. I'm Jason Geis. Yeah. Oh, yes, Sarah Shockey. Woo! Awesome. Some fans. Yeah. yeah. Some yes, fans. thank you. Some, thank some you. picnic table fans. To me, me, super fans. <laughs> that means they're going to hate me. That, that is true. Let's uh, meet the team to my right. Do we have a name? We uh, do. Yeah. Okay. Indeed. We are the Geysers, Geysers and Dollsers. Oh, no. <laughs> no. That's, that's very Pretty good. good. And let's meet the players on Geysers and Dollsers, uh, starting the far end here. Oh, hello. I'm Caleb Woodley. Yeah. yeah. Welcome. Oh, I'm James Harvey Freetley. And I'm Allie Stark. All right. Yay. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> if you like Sammy, you're not going to like me. Uh, we've already got some, oh, they don't have to be mutually exclusive. <laughs> some early heels and baby faces. I'm excited for this, this wrestling show. Let's, uh, let's get our first question, uh, starting with the team to my left. Excuse me, are you using this picnic table? Now, real quick, before we get to the, uh, the bulk of our show, did you know the United States isn't the only country that has national parks? <gasps> yeah. It would be stupid if it was. It would be stupid. That's right. In fact, the country with the most national parks is... Australia. 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 Sweden. Wait, Iceland. did everyone just know that? I'm shocked. It is yeah, Australia. Yeah, that's like common. The pic- picture looks like Australia. Wow. Okay. You guys are good. Is that right. Rock? Yep. We're, we're in for a good I show. I believe it's pronounced oh, Uluru. <laughs> now, uh, Australia has 685 national parks. Uh, by comparison, the United States only has 61. Uh, now, Australia is known for many things, including Crocodile, Dundee, Steve Irwin, and the Outback. <laughs> However, believe it or not, the Outback Steakhouse is not actually an Australian chain. <laughs> so I want to know, where was the first Outback Steakhouse opened? I'm down here. All right. Uh, Excuse me. Are you using this picnic table? Where was the first Outback Steakhouse? (laughs) Uh, There was some discussion on our team because we all know it was probably somewhere very bland. Uh, However, luckily, Sarah Shockey knows from her travels, it is Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. Mm, I have a question. Was the first Outback Steakhouse in 
So typically when I go to a steak, an Outback Steakhouse, it's connected to a hotel, right? <laughs> really? Wait, really? In, oh, in yeah. Rosemont it is. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. For sure. So it's like a combination KFC Taco Bell <laughs> kind of deal? Yeah, well, you a, need a nap after that much steak. Except it's an Outback Steakhouse and a, a hotel. Holiday and a Holiday Inn. Right, Hilton Express, sure. When you went to this Outback, was it like after prom? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that Allie never got her question out. She just it wanted to state that she goes to Outbacks and hotels. We get it. I, I've She's never heard bragging of again. <laughs> So was the original one connected to a hotel is what I was... What, where was it popped up? Um, it was not connected to a hotel. I think it's customary for the pilot restaurant to kind of stand alone, see how it does. Um, it was in an area of town that's like not the coolest like hip music. Like you kind of drive about 10 minutes west and then boom, Outback, Outback. Steakhouse. It was close to an Applebee's. Ooh, but isn't that competition? I mean, yeah, yeah but, but if you do it right... You take One is the more Australian in fact. Well, I got, I got a question about that. If uh, why why did they name a steakhouse Outback? Marketing. Yeah. Was that your Australian <laughs> accent? That marketing. 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 Oh, I Outback just love Australian the for marketing. Onions. So delicious. Hip hip cheerio. I love was, a steak. It was actually created to compete with Fridays and Applebee's as like a slightly different fast casual restaurant. Now I have a question. Uh oh, Kayla. But Outback is Kayla, classed. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're wrong. But the create. Okay. <laughs> Okay, no question. Uh, do, we think the, do you think they're telling the truth? Was it uh, Memphis, Tennessee? No. I don't they're think They're pretty so. close, but they're no, wrong. No, 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 no. Close but wrong. Where do we think it was? Uh, O'Hare International Airport. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a question for, for anybody, I suppose. Is there sure. currently an Outback in? No. O- no. no. It so closed it because uh, that was a dumb idea. Yeah, <laughs> no, the publican came in and just trampled all well, the over there, there is an O'Charlie's, I think. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Memphis, Tennessee is closer, I suppose. Uh, it was in Tampa, Florida. Oh, hell yeah. Which outback of America. <laughs> yeah, there, there are no rules in Tampa, that's for sure. There's lots of things I want to kill you in Tampa. Well, yes. you got a prayer in Tampa. Spencer, can I, can I start strong by petitioning for extra points for trivia? Uh, sure. What, what trivia do you have? Uh, the uh, Phil Collins and company were sued uh, for that song by the original writer of Kookaburra. Because of that lick, <laughs> in in the uh-huh. yeah the land down under yeah song? they were sued for it. That was Phil Collins. I did that song. Wait, no, it was Phil Collins in yeah. Company, also known as I think Genesis. Am I not right about this? <laughs> no, that was men at work. Men at work. Men at work. Men at work. Well, they were they were sued too. Well, it was you a class action. For this? Yeah, I think you just lost points. No, it was a class yeah. action lawsuit against. Ball they owe us musicians. points. I knew it wasn't Phil Collins, but in my head, all I could hear was Baja Men, and I knew that was wrong. <laughs> Definitely not Baja Men. Yeah, they went down too. They went down hard. Who let the dogs out back? <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. Who let they should get their points, points back. back. Yeah, you got your points yeah. back. You got your points back. Outback points back. Are we 100 percent Phil Collins is not in minute work? I am not 100. percent We have to move on. Geysers and Dollsers. Here's your first question. It is not about Phil Collins. It might be. Now, like I mentioned, there are 61 national parks in the United States. Most recently, the Indiana Dunes became the most uh, recent member of this exclusive club, only being added just a few short months ago in February of this year. Mm. And it was for good reason, to help preserve the dunes, specifically to help preserve Mount Baldy. Now, Mount Baldy stands at 126 feet and is known as a living dune. So tell me, what is a living dune?
I regret choosing music that people know. <laughs> All right, guys, indulgers. What do we think? What's a living dune? Uh, a living dune is uh, a, a structure of, of sand that is uh, immediately on top of a uh, dormant uh, volcano, also known as a caldera, waiting oh. to explode. So I'm not a geologist mm-hmm. or a volcanologist, but you aren't. I, I'm, I'm not. But uh, as someone who does read the news, I haven't heard anything about a caldera or a volcano <laughs> in, in Indiana. Indiana. <laughs> Well, they keep it secret to avoid panic. So why do you know about it? I'm on the inside. (laughs) I I am a volcanologist. (laughs) What part of Indiana is this in? The The dune dune part. (laughs) Yeah. I walked into that, I suppose. Uh, Caleb, uh, tell me. Obviously, I'm not informed about this topic. So should this caldera erupt... Uh-huh. What would be the extent of damage? Could you kind of give me a breakdown oh, of what massive, would happen? Oh, massive, massive. I well, hope they just say the dunes. First, first you'd, heal, you'd feel the heat, the hot heat, mm-hmm. in the hotness of it. Uh-huh. Uh, There'd yeah. be sand. Oh, and then Lake Michigan would boil. Mm-hmm. All then, of Lake Michigan. Yeah. Uh, wow. At least, we, well, it'd start south and go all the way up. And then go south. What, what is the area of devastation we're thinking? Oh, the Midwest would be just a pile of molten rock. How far? Like, can you name states? Can I name states? Uh, I think I just said the Midwest. So, uh, essentially, Ohio One. to... Oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> Tennessee. Two. Is not Tennessee the Midwest. Tennessee isn't really I, Midwest. I, it's, nope. It'll get to it'll Tennessee. Arc. It'll, it'll go get to up and get to over. Tennessee. Obviously, Indiana is Two. just an epicenter of pain. <laughs> Illinois. Three. I, I think Indiana, the epicenter of pain, is just what it says on like, their welcome messages. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, they won't have to change anything <laughs> no, at all. it'll be very convenient. <laughs> it's also my thesis paper. Uh, Sarah, do we think we're tell- they're telling the truth? No, no, unfortunately we don't. Okay, what do you think the real answer is? Is it not a caldera that it's built on top of? Our geologist will answer yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> Resident dunologist, Sammy Tamimi, uh, has an answer. Uh, <laughs> Does that just mean you like sci-fi? Yeah, I love sci-fi. The gum jabbar. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was a deep cut for the nerds yeah, in the yeah. audience. No, we got it over here. It's oh, fun. no, we got you, Arrakis. <laughs> don't, don't be scared to make nerd references. Fear is just the mind killer. Timmy oh. heads love it. Hey. Uh, so, uh, for a living dune is a dune that actually shifts and travels in position because the winds blow the sand across. That's oh. absolutely correct. That's what it does. It moves. Nicely Boom. done, yeah. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. I want Those Tamimi heads are going right. nuts. Every year the dune moves four feet uh, due to wind, Why water, go to the dunes heart? when the dunes can come to you? Exactly, that's true. What if it escapes the national park? Is it fair game? No, the park just moves with it. Oh. <laughs> it's a, it's a was, traveling park. It's a living <laughs> park. It's a living park, like Jurassic Park. <laughs> I was hoping I could hunt it if it got over here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the, the most dangerous Mount game. Mount Body is the most dangerous <laughs> game, that's right. All right, excuse me, are you using this picnic table? Yes. I have a question for yes, you. Oh, you are, I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, one of the unofficial mascots of the national park system is P-22, the urban mountain lion living in Griffith Park in Los Angeles, shown here looking like a total badass with a Hollywood sign in the background. Now, that is one cool cat. <laughs> That's a transition. <laughs> Delivered oh, flawlessly. It's a cool cat. Am I that wrong or am I right? cool cat. I, I just feel like this is going to go into a question about Tony the Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> now, P-22 is famous for living in a six-square-mile park near downtown L.A. and for likely having crossed two major freeways successfully to get there. But he's also a little infamous. What 2016 incident got P-22 the mountain lion in a little hot water? All 
All right, picnic table. What do we think? What incident got uh, P22 in some trouble in 2016? Yeah, P22 got meowed for harassing Susan Sarandon sexually over a period of several months. Uh, he like wandered right into her yard and just made eyes with her, and that was not good for her. I and see. Tim Robbins would not do anything. He was, yeah. I mean, it's a protected animal. So it was like this weird thing where he's coming over, rolling around Red Rocket, and she's like, I just want this period of my life to be over. And P22 is like, they don't call me P22 because I don't have a good P. And it was like, <laughs> dude, why are you talking to her? And it's, and it's a solid 22. Is that, yeah? Centimeters yeah. or? Not going to uh, say. Meow-a-meters. I don't kiss and tell. <laughs> Malameters? Is that what you said? Meow-a-meters. Okay, so, also meow-tood, which is crazy that that's the same uh, joke, but that's what happened. <laughs> I disliked so much of that. <laughs> wow. But, we disliked it, too. That's why we tried to get P22 canceled, but obviously it didn't take if he's the subject of a question. Yeah. Was that a question, Allie? No question nope, about it. Question. That was just my statement. Well, I think I learned that Susan Sarandon is with Tim Robbins. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah for a long time. Oh, yeah, good for them. A very storied couple. Until she broke up with him for a tennis player, and then they opened a ping pong bar. Is that true? That is yeah. absolutely true. One hundred percent. It's met, all true. Yeah, they all met on the it. set of Bull Durham. Bull Durham. She did what? Bull Durham. She met Tim Robbins oh, on she, Bull Durham. They said she built the set of Bull Durham. <laughs> She's a craftsman. Also a craftsman. She had to do something with all that pent up energy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just think I have to cut to the chase. Yeah. Do you think they're telling the truth? I this... do not think that's correct. So you don't no. think a mountain lion tried no. to seduce Susan Sarandon? No. 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 And I, okay. I, did, did you reveal uh, P-22's gender? Did you say p It is a male? male, I believe. Great. Mm. Cool. Okay, well, yeah, way to try to pop holes in that argument of all yeah. the things you could have popped a hole in. <laughs> and, and does it matter? <laughs> I, no. It doesn't matter. Uh, but the thing is, P-22 actually... Uh, gotten a lot of hot water uh, for trying to join the uh, Kardashian-Jenner clan during their infamous holiday get-together. The theme that year was winter whites, Uh and P-22 came in and got some mud all over stuff. And uh, the Kardashian-Jenners were like, get rid of this mountain lion. But obviously they couldn't because it's a protected animal. Or Um, he might have also jumped in somebody's hot tub. Okay, right, because he had gotten a little hot water. Literally. I just wanted to check and see if maybe there was just a big old That'd like, be fun. flashing sign we were missing. No, I do like where your head's at, though. No, right. uh, he actually, he just, uh, he's suspected of killing a koala. At the oh, that's oh. It was him. Oh. Any of the Good day, mate. Koala Kardashian? Boy, boy. <laughs> so basically, on, on March 3rd, 2016, a, uh, a Killarney, a 14-year-old female koala, went missing. And there's no visual or tangible evidence connecting P-22 to the killing, but he was seen at the zoo's uh, surveillance footage the night before. So She's a living koala. She just moved. <laughs> like the dunes in Indiana. Also, that, that lion's just looking for a name. <laughs> so, yeah. right. Just know. wandering what around trying to get the a name. The koala's named Killarney, but the cougar is <laughs> right. named P-22. P-22. Yeah. yeah, no, the, the, the koala has an Irish-ass name. Right? Yeah, and yeah. this guy's a Star Wars droid. Killarney. <laughs> <laughs> All right, geysers and dollsers. Uh, also in 2016, uh, there were th- three roommates, Cease, Madison, and Vlad, who decided to commemorate the 100th anniversary of the National Park Service by visiting every one of them. So the trio hopped in an RV and spent the next several months driving, hiking, skiing, and paragliding across the country. Uh, for Cease and Madison, this was an easy trip to make. They were engaged at Yosemite two years earlier and graduated together in 2016, which left them with some free time. But the trip was somewhat more of a challenge for Vlad, whose journey with his friends made national headlines and even a feature in People magazine. I even set a new world record. 
so what I want to know is what uh, was it about Vlad that made him so special? Longest distance travel on the road again. <laughs> Going places that I've never been. Seeing things that I may never see again. I can't wait to get on the road again. On the road again. Like a All right, guys and dollars, what do you think here? What made Vlad's journey so remarkable? And I'd like to know also, if you have it, what record you set. Okay, um, Vlad was actually a goldfish. Okay. So that was longest distance traveled by a goldfish. Fair. I mean, what was the previous record held and who held it for a goldfish? Because obviously Uh, you broke a record. My goldfish bubbles that made it from my elementary school to my home to my garbage disposal. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, right? Not even the toilet? Just chopped it up in the disposal? It's tough, Allie. Uh, I didn't do it. My mom did. Your mom's a vicious also, woman. It also uses less water to grind oh, it good. up first and then conserving. It's like cremation if you're yeah. wet. What was Vlad's mode of transportation? Yeah, that's what I was uh, just going to ask. Fishbowl? Not even a bag? Well, bag. They're you know, going to tell you bag or bowl. I get it, but a, a bag would be. But get... a bag, that would be a way too long time for, for a fish a to be in a bag. So, oh, and did they I still ski... think it was a coffin. How did they ski and paraglide with a fishbowl? One uh, ski. Ah, that's a fair They did fair say retort. it was challenging they for Vlad. Say. They did say that. Well, the answer's right there. I'm not to play devil's Vladvocate, but... <laughs> oh, God. I hate oh, you. Oh, no, don't be coy. <laughs> Tell us all you think. Oh, no. Oh, boy, these, these puns um, are carp. We don't think that that's we true. We disagree. Okay, what do we think... Uh, what was about Vlad? We think that Vlad was um, either... I believe he was either paralyzed or like a paraplegic, which made it very difficult for him, but they figured out all these different harnesses. Sure, sure. Well, actually, uh, believe it or not, the, him being a goldfish was actually closer. Uh, he's a cat. He was the, uh, the, the first cat to visit every national park. Yay. Yeah, uh, he has a bunch of Instagram followers, and he's more well-known as the adventure cat. So you think is that a cat is closer to a human, <laughs> or is closer to a goldfish than human? Yeah, what yeah. do cats eat? Goldfish. Okay. So do I, though. Sense. Yeah, here we'll, we'll see a, a picture of, uh, of Vlad here. Now, that is one That's cool cat. Okay, Spencer. <laughs> okay. Oh, he's in a, he's in a pod What's the cat's show. name? He's, uh, the cat's name is Vlad. Vlad is the cat. Oh, that's Vlad right. Vlad. You've already uh, forgotten the answer. Oh, I spaced out. Yeah, You're okay. still at Orange Theory. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's give a question. this guy's rainbow bright jumpsuit. Yeah, it's, it's cute. It, it helps him stand out. It could be a pride jumpsuit. Yeah. Well, James, if, if there is an avalanche, you need some sort of visual distinction other than if you're wearing all white. That's yeah. a living pile of snow. Yeah, he's really overcompensating in the couple of patches of safety he has. <laughs> he's skiing down a living mountain. That's, yeah. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> all right, excuse me, are you using this picnic table? Yes, we still are. I'm sorry, uh, but I have a question for you other than that. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, on June 8th, it was the 103rd anniversary of the Antiquities Act, oh. a law allowing the president to designate important natural resources as national monuments signed into law by Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt is widely considered America's first conservationist president, and the Antiquities Act paved the way for the creation of our national park system. Now, Teddy is also known for his outdoorsmanship and was friends with many other naturalists, such as the author and explorer, William Beebe. What was Teddy Roosevelt and William Beebe's bizarre pre-bedtime ritual whenever they hung out? Uh, 
Uh, Spencer, I would just like to say, I thought I knew this, and Sarah Shockey shot me down so fast and so hard it was amazing. Is that right? She's like, everyone be quiet, I know the answer. Let's, let's find out, what was this bizarre bedtime ritual uh, Teddy Roosevelt had with this fella? They, I believe, would uh, jump in the cold, like, river slash creek in the backyard of, or like, near the White House, uh, and then they would go inside and go to bed. And he would do this with more people than just William Beebe. He would do it with, like, dignitaries and all sorts of people. Because he was like the man's man. Like he was always mm-hmm. putting on this big show of masculinity and that's like a brisk bath and the cold ice will get the blood flowing. There's sure. a famous story that the French president at the time climbed into the water and they were all nude but he still had his gloves on and everyone said, why do you have your gloves on? And he goes, we may run into ladies. <laughs> <laughs> what a charming anecdote. <laughs> I guess oh. what I don't understand is that doesn't seem bizarre to me. <laughs> and that was pre-bedtime? Pre-bedtime. Pre-bedtime. Yeah. I, think he did it. I think he probably did it more than that, but like cold bath before bed? Yeah, it was like to wash relaxing. off the day, get in bed. They didn't yeah, have as many showers as we have nowadays. Not as many. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> but a few. <laughs> Um, he, he was a rough rider, so he's probably covered in dust all the time. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, Teddy so Roosevelt, what? known for being dusty. Yeah, what, uh, what was William Beebe's profession? A naturalist. He was a naturalist? Where'd he work? Out Nature. in the woods. Oh, uh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Where'd Teddy Roosevelt hang out with him? Nature. In the woods. Oh, there was naturally. Like, like <laughs> arcades to go to. Our arcades back then were, were nature. Yeah. Kids these days don't know how what good they are. What were the best games in those arcades? Hmm? What were the best games in those arcades? Uh, squirrel uh, climber, climbing. Uh, bop a trout. Swinging. <laughs> Galaga. And remember, they were, they were literally Nickelodeons. You put a nickel in and watch the moving pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Throw a nickel in a creek, and that's a watch shimmer for a day. <laughs> <laughs> Hard times. Hard times. Oh, or fun. fun times. Thank time. you. Hard but fun. Um, so a lot of what you said <laughs> was true before we started asking you questions, then it became utter nonsense. Uh, but I believe uh, Roosevelt spent some time with William Beebe actually out in the national parks. And I'm look, I'm upset with myself because just this year I read the big three-part like Will- Teddy Roosevelt biography series. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I'm mm. furious at myself that I don't know this for I'm sure. I'm furious at you, too. I We're all could a not be mad. more upset. Granted, we, we all hate but you. But I think that they, set, they sat in silence for, like, an hour, <laughs> and that was, like, the bedtime ritual. Oh, my family. Oh, <laughs> Thanksgiving, then. You're, yeah. you're kind of close. Yeah. You're, you're not exactly there. You're kind of All close. Right. Well, they didn't do the stupid river so thing. So they actually had a bedtime chant. <laughs> a bedtime chant. <laughs> yeah. Outdoors, outdoors. It's super fun. Outdoors, We are done. So before retiring to bed, Roosevelt and Beebe would go out, look at the stars, uh, searching for a tiny patch of light near the constellation of Pegasus. And this is what they would say. That is a spiral galaxy in Andromeda. It is as large as our Milky Way. It is one of 100 million galaxies. It consists of 100 billion suns, each larger than our sun. And then Roosevelt would turn to his companion and say, now I think we are small enough. Let's go to bed. Just flows off the tongue. Those are too cool. A natural chant that everyone can sing along. (laughs) Let's all say it together. (laughs) No, thank you. Can I petition for extra points for trivia? Uh, If you get real trivia this time. Okay. Okay. you know the story of Theodore Roosevelt with the teddy bear where uh, there was a bear, uh, but he was like, oh, I'm not going to kill this bear. Uh, and thus we have the uh, teddy bear uh, kind of representing how you know magnanimous Theodore Roosevelt was. Sure. The deal was they caught the bear and basically like had it tied down so Theodore Roosevelt could kill it because the hunt wasn't going very well. Oh, no. And he finally got to the bear and he's like, 
I'm going to kill that thing. Somebody take care of it. So they killed that bear with a knife. Oh, no. But he didn't do it. <laughs> no, it was too small for the president to kill, so they just cut its throat. And that's how Build-A-Bear workshops were created. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. I think this next question is for geysers and dollsers. Yeah. Uh, Indeed. So founded in 1890, speaking of... Uh, is this the one where... Uh, where, where's uh, Old Faithful? I'll give somebody some... Uh, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. So never mind. Founded in 1890, Yosemite National Park is home to waterfalls, granite cliffs, glaciers, and meadows. Truly a home for the wilderness that once was America. And you know what else used to be part of America? Cowboys. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! A couple of cool cats. <laughs> Dallas! <laughs> what cowboy shares his name with Yosemite National Park? Yosemite, Yosemite, Sam. Yosemite Sam. Sam. That's Yosemite right. Sam. Created in 1944, Yosemite <laughs> Sam has been terrorizing Bugs Bunny in over 40 cartoons, video games, movies. He may be an outlaw cowboy, but Sam has worn several outfits to suit the needs of the cartoon he's in. So many outfits, in fact, that some countries refer to Yosemite Sam by a different name. Ooh. So what do they call Yosemite Sam over in France? In France? Because I want to be a cowboy, baby. With a top All right, guys, and dollars. What do you think here? What do the French call Yosemite Sam? Uh, gendarme Samuel. <laughs> Doesn't that just mean like the guard? The guard. <laughs> yes. No, he's featured. He's featured in in uh, French cartoons. Did you read like a three volume book about this? Yeah, the three the Edmund Morris three volume biography of Yosemite Sam. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's darn tootin'. Well, because it's the French and their fascination with weird parts of American culture. What do they enjoy? <laughs> True, right? Uh, so what? What what are, what is it that attracts the French to Yosemite Sam? Like for Jerry Lewis, it was his physicality, right? Uh huh. The yeah. mustache. It's that the the mustache. It's a well mustache. mustache. Got to be the mustache. That's what I'm into, honestly. It's oh, okay. it's also the weird black negative space around his eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's very sunken in. That changed over the years too, though. I get rid of that. Uh, as someone who shares a name with Yosemite Sam, I'm very disappointed. I cannot grow Your facial name's hair. Is his last name Tamimi? <laughs> Yosemite Sam Tamimi. Yosemite <laughs> Sam Tamimi. And that's actually what the Spanish call him. <laughs> uh, can any of you grow, like, uh, what is, like, the craziest facial hair you've ever grown? Or this. regular hair? For, for a little bit, I actually did have a handlebar mustache, like a Raleigh Fingers mustache. Mm, nice. And then I looked at myself in the mirror, and I was like, what, the, what am I doing? <laughs> did, did you do that, or did, like, a friend say, hey, Spencer... Well, I don't have it anymore. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> I think you could pull it off. You think I could? Yeah. For Maybe I'll revisit points. it. Yeah. Just I don't know if this is facial hair, but I have one freckle on my arm that grows an especially long hair. Do That's you, not your do face. Do you think facial is what that is? <laughs> no, I don't think it's facial, but we're talking about things we can grow cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Oh, if we're talking about that, that's a whole different topic. <laughs> yeah, I've got some great radishes. You should see them in my garden. It was a running joke at college that whenever I got cast in a show, they'd make me grow a mustache. So for three or four years of college, I had a mustache. <laughs> Just like a thick Tom Selleck mustache? Uh, it eventually got there. Yeah. yeah I can eventually get it yeah. real reasonably thick. It's he nice. He grew up in college, you know? Yeah. yeah you really, really came of age. You really did. Yeah. When I was in college, speaking of bad facial hair choices, I, I just had mutton chops in college. Oh, very nice. Oh, Spencer, yeah. I went through like a John Belushi face. Oh, Spencer, no. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we actually know that that's not the correct name of Yosemite Sam in mm. French. It is Pumpernickel Paul. One more time. Pumpernickel Paul. Pumpernickel Paul. No, Pumpernickel Paul. Sure, like the bread. 
Yep. Sure. French love bread. A good love. <laughs> From for Nickel Paul. Why do you think there's French bread, you know? Pimpel Nickel Paul. That's... I don't sure. think that's close. Uh, the actual answer is... Um, but it's creative. Pirate Sam. Okay. Yeah. Boo. Boo. nickel Pilot Sam I have trivia. to be me. You have trivia. Yep. I got to send a cease and desist letter. <laughs> you did. By Warner Brothers for downloading... Whoops. A car? Aquaman. You downloaded Aquaman and got sent a cease and desist letter. By accident. Because I left the, the torrent on all night. I went to sleep. And you, like, and you seeded a bunch of people? And... Yeah, I seeded a bunch of people. Aquaman, not worth a cease and desist letter. <laughs> no. Disagree. <laughs> that would be, that, that's like what it was, if you were a critic on Rotten Tomatoes, you'd be like, not worth a cease and desist letter. <laughs> Two stars. Two stars. Uh, all right, let's move on to our next question here. Uh, excuse me, are you using this picnic table? Yes. Yes. Okay, well, I'll check back later. But in the meantime, featuring Tall Peaks and enough beavers to form a traveling jug band, Rocky Mountain National Park is one of the park system's true treasures. In 1917, the nascent Rocky Mountain National Park made headlines thanks to a 20-year-old college woman from Ann Arbor. Uh, this is uh, 1917. She's 20 years old. Uh, she was named Agnes Lowe, and she just wanted to get back to basics, you know? So what was it that Agnes Lowe set out to do in Rocky National Park? Rocky Mountain All right, picking table. What do you think here? What was it that Agnes Lowe set out to do in Rocky National Park? First of all, Sarah Shackey is amazing. Agreed. Stop. I'm just fun. That's just the setup to this. <laughs> um, I believe, with my heart and part of my brain, uh-huh. that Agnes Lowe set out to make uh, trail maps that other people could follow in the Rocky National Park. And I think she was either involved in or respected by the Girl Scouts of America or what would later become that. Respected by. Respected by. Hold on. What what was the body before the Girl Scouts of America? What became the Girl Scouts of America? Oh, what was that? The the um The Toddler Scouts of America? The Young Women's Fancy League? <laughs> What's the women of the revolution? Daughters, 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 Daughters of the American Revolution. 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 Daughters of the American Revolution. Which I'm Revolution. allowed to apply to be in, but then I think there's some caveat like you can't smoke weed. <laughs> and you're like, out. <laughs> <laughs> Come January 1st. Not worth it, America. Exactly. They were definitely smoking it back then, right? Do, right. Well, Nature. Do you, do you have to be like, uh, descended from somebody that fought in the war? Is that how it works? Yes. Who? Interesting. Who? Who? I've had freaking, you know, one of the Mumfords. <laughs> oh, okay. Or their sons. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, no questions for my rock solid theory? <laughs> Just a couple. Just Rocky a couple. Mountain solid questionnaires. Now, uh, she set out to do it. Did she complete this task? I mean, as well as anyone back in the day in 1917 can make a trail map. We have GPS now. It's much easier. Yeah, so I did mean, she come back with just like one little trail? She got like one she solid a couple, Like, ooh, yeah. you can go down to a creek at this part. <laughs> and here's a fun place to sit and snack. I saw a big rock. Yeah. That I found I a cave, but I ran away. There was a bear. It was all lines and circles. Yeah. Yeah. Her contributions were overlooked uh, for a long time for two reasons. I mean, number one, she was a woman. a woman. Hey! Yeah. No. Probably. Probably. <laughs> and number two, you know, besides World War I, the Spanish flu. So that people were like, great, you've mapped the mountain. We're dying. We're dying in, by the millions. And Pirate Sam. <laughs> Cease and desist, please. Ooh, you get out of my park. 
Oh, That's no. pretty good. That's not bad. Better than Australian accent, no, I think. Yeah, I'm working on it. Uh, so, do we think that's on the truth? Is this what she did? I think I think the one we've got loaded in the old uh, the old honesty cannon. The here, old right? silly Billy three part, three part biography of Agnes. The, the old not that goldfish down mouth. the disposal <laughs> can. Go uh-huh. ahead. Well, it was a vampire, but yeah, go ahead, Ali. Um, I think that she was like, "Let's go back to basics. Let's start over." I'm going out there, I'm going to this park, and I'm starting my own colony. Okay, start and she started her own world. She went out there by and herself. that's why we have Lowe's. <laughs> she, she was pregnant, so she had the first child of this uh, new colony, this new nation. Uh, she was going to start the, whole, the new world. So... 1917, ready oh, to no, just start over. You don't get to over. ask us questions. Yeah, you don't really get to <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't get to ask us questions. Mine is solid. There's no quid pro quo here, unfortunately. <laughs> I was just commenting. Yeah, so uh, she uh, actually spent a week living naked in the park. Hey! Mine's closer. Hey! Hey! Hello. We were right. So she was dubbed the modern Eve by the press at the time. Oh, that's exactly that's what I said. I heard you say that. She uh, wasn't not making maps where she was. Was she respected by the Girl Scouts of America? (laughs) Well, probably not because uh, when she she came back, when she came back, it was uh, later revealed that the whole thing had just been a publicity stunt, and she spent the whole week just in a lodge. Was she naked though? Uh, She may have been naked. I don't know. Yeah. Low blow. She's like the original Bear Grylls, so nice. it's nice. unfortunate. Yeah. So, if you're, so being indoor naked is less impressive than being outdoor naked? Yeah. I think as a rule. Can James get more points for useless trivia here? Uh, does James have useless trivia? Uh, yeah, I mean, then can yeah, we have dude, them? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was also an Adam... Uh, no. But he was like way the hell away from it. I'm out of my depth, man. Get pull me out. <laughs> okay, yeah, you don't have anything. That's okay. Uh, yes. All right, guys and dollsers. Uh, it's easy to confuse Yellowstone National Park with Jellystone, the setting of the delightful Yogi Bear cartoons. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mix it up it's all easy. the time. It happens all the time. Hey, boo boo. Uh, but uh, though you might laugh at Yogi's antics, stealing picnic baskets is no joke in the actual Yellowstone. In fact, the park really isn't a place you want to find yourself in trouble with the law. What happens when you commit a crime at Yellowstone? Yogi Bear is smarter than the average bear. Yogi Bear is always in the ranger's head. At a picnic table you will find him there. Stopping down more goodies than the average bear. He will sleep till... All right, what do you think, guys and dollsers? What happens when you commit a crime at Yellowstone? Uh, you receive at least a $250,000 fine, and uh, it is a felony, so it goes on your uh, permanent, permanent record. record. Permanent record. Per- 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 permanent record. It's, it's a national park, so it's not within the jurisdiction of a state. It's federal business at that point. But wouldn't that seem a little bit out of the norm? That, like, that is like several... If you murder someone, you just pay a fine, get a permanent record. <laughs> just $250,000. I'm actually, I'm actually referencing specifically, like, littering. You would get, like, like you know... Like, part crime. But, like, it's like something as small as that is blown out. Obviously, if you murder someone, you have to pay at least... I don't know, two hundred fifty-five thousand, and probably bargain, just like really. six months in yeah. prison right. and probation. Because you're also littering that dead body. True, that's, that's the true. bigger crime in that situation. Okay, beautify our parks. What is the worst crime you're willing to admit <laughs> on this podcast? Ooh. Oh, that's oh, I forgot this thing's recorded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this will go out. Uh, so. I'll, I'll I'll admit one. It's <laughs> just, just downloading Aquaman. <laughs> just be aware of the statute of limitations. I guess. Uh, when I was in high school, you're, you're I worked fine. at Little Caesars. 
Wow, that is pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Um, arrest <laughs> that's me. That's it. And we would break into our own little Caesars to make pizza and then clean up. <laughs> <laughs> so like, if you're like two in the morning, you'd be like, damn, I'm hungry. Yep, and Moriarty. we would crawl through the drive through window and then make fire up the ovens, Aww, make pizza, and then really clean up cute. respectfully. We oh would do. God. We would break into our Wendy's we worked at and go up on the roof and smoke weed. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think my worst crime was trusting that humanity would always treat me right. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. I uh, hunted and poached a dune. A dune? Yeah. <laughs> a a living the dune? most dangerous living game. Dune. Yeah. A living dune. I've got it up on my wall. It keeps falling down. But yeah. <laughs> and he's walking around and opening the fridge. <laughs> I just, I, I will take an extra LaCroix from work every single day. <laughs> you, sir. You, sir. So you were entitled to one, but not two. A day? Oh no! When I leave, I always grab a grab a grab a little Lacroix to go. <laughs> Lacroix to go. I'm, I'm a rebel. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. I, I can tell you're from the Midwest. La Quava. Uh, so what, what do we think? Do, do we think they're telling the truth? Is it uh, a huge fine, no matter what the? Uh... No, it is not. Okay. It could be a fine, but our main point is this. Yeah. So because it is a federal, they were right about that. That sure. it is on federal land and it's not necessarily a state issue. That they have to detain you at the park. They have their own jail system, and then you have to go through an entire federal process to be released. Much like Disney World. That is absolutely correct. Hey! You're subject oh. to Yellowstone's own justice system. Oh, Yellowstone justice. That's right. <laughs> they have their own Dick Wolf. <laughs> Why hasn't that been made? An I want actual wolf. That's right. An yeah. Actual wolf. <laughs> yeah. And he's got a P twenty two. No, it's like a. P20 at best. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Nicely done. Uh, excuse me, are you using this picnic table? Uh, yes, for a sure. little bit longer. A little bit longer. For a little bit longer? Okay, well, this is the last question for you, so I guess I'll just find You can have it one. next. <laughs> okay, great, thanks. Uh, the Florida Everglades are one of the world's most treasured parks, acting as a home to rare plants and animals and an ecosystem that doesn't exist anywhere else on the planet. Unfortunately for the Everglades, they're pretty close to some major tourist destinations. Florida business mogul Wayne Huizinga spent years, that's his real name, spent years purchasing sections of the Everglades from the state and turning them into cheap themed attractions and parking lots. This is a terrible idea from, uh, from this fellow, but he's chock full of other bad ideas. Uh, for example, uh, he spent close to $100 million on beefing up the roster for the Florida Marlins that he owned, okay. but then he sold them at a loss after they won the World Series. He also inadvertently tanked his other major business enterprise, taking it from an $8.5 billion industry, uh, industry titan, to bankrupt in less than a decade. And all because of a bill for 40 bucks that they sent to the wrong customer. What billion dollar company did Wayne Huizinga ruin because of a bill for $40? Okay, what, do, uh, what, what business is this that Wayne Heisinger ruined? Uh, First, let me just say Sammy Tamimi is wonderful. Sure. Uh-huh. And Sarah Shockey remains tremendous. <laughs> Jason's killing it, too. Hey, I like my team, too. Okay, stay out of this. Sarah Shockey and I are both from Michigan. And while this started out a Florida question, Wayne Hazinga ruined, uh, maybe you've heard of Oldsmobile and Cadillac, their premier brands. You don't hear much about them anymore, uh, spe- specifically Oldsmobile. And it's because Wayne Hazinga ruined the business. Sure. Who did he send that $40 bill to that ruined it? 
That I do not know. I just know what he was involved with the business. I would have to assume it's probably some the labor. Mayor? <laughs> uh, didn't he send it to uh, Sheldon from Big Bang Theory? <laughs> yeah, that's my name. Hyzinga. Hyzinga. What, uh, what was the bill Alex, for? Uh, a lot. That part that we don't remember. Thanks, Alex. I'll give, give you some, you some points. I'll give you some points for liking my joke about a show I don't watch. Oh, I don't watch a show at all, but my mom and dad and brother are obsessed. Yeah, and, and your mom put a goldfish recently? down the disposal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mom's no, so, a monster is uh-huh. what we've learned from this podcast. <laughs> but if she's listening, we love you and no, keep sending your daughter presents. But you're an actual psychopath. Yeah. Uh, but they were legitimately like um, distraught when the Big Bang Theory <laughs> ended. And how what were their emotions know. when Young Sheldon started? Oh, they're not really into Young Sheldon because oh. it's not Big Bang. Like, it's not the same. It's and a they don't single want, cam instead of a multicam. Yeah, they don't want to jump over to that because they know it's not going to be the same. I think they watched a couple minutes, but they're like, eh. Hey, Allie, you're really dishing on your family's bad TV taste. What is your worst show that you like, your guilty Ooh, pleasure show? Spill the tea. Ooh. I feel like Ooh. it's like The Bachelor in Paradise or something. No, not really. I actually really watch... Um, Lately, have been really into watching people play uh, <laughs> on Twitch, Minecraft. No, play like just like board games on YouTube. You or, like, love that. She does. I love do. That. And lately, it's actually expanded to something even worse. Uh-oh. Oh my god, this is so embarrassing. Okay, when I was a younger girl, um, my friends wouldn't let me play the games with them, so they would make me sit and watch, and they would play uh, like the Nancy Drew computer games. Yeah, those oh, games rule. Yeah, they're great. They're great. And so lately, I've just been like. I don't know, reverting back to my youth. So I've been watching people play Nancy Drew games on YouTube. <laughs> can, can I give you a fun thing to watch on YouTube? Yeah. Tormenting go, go to the Bon Appetit channel on YouTube and they try and recreate junk food. Like they have like these gourmet chefs trying to figure out how to recreate like Doritos Locos tacos Ooh, yeah. and Twinkies Ooh. and Twix. It's really addicting. That sounds like something I could talk to people about. Yes. Cool. Thanks. And not this horrible dark secret you've just revealed. <laughs> I like it. It's nice. It's a fun secret. <laughs> it seems nice. It seems like you could also like make that a, a hobby with other people. Like you could just I invite could. yourself along to like a party and be like, no, no, I don't need to play. Yeah, you Let play. Me just, you guys, you guys play, and I'll just. That's like the ultimate here. like little brother. Like oh, I'll yeah. play the game, and then oh, oh yeah, I still get you know controllers plugged into nothing and handed to me. <laughs> Allie and I were at a game night where she said, "Oh, I've watched this be played." Uh-huh. I, I did. Really be played. set the mood for the night. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do we think that's on the truth? Is this is it Oldsmobile? No. Uh, no, 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 no what no, business no. did Wade and Heisinga tank? It was Halliburton. Halliburton. Interesting. He uh, sent the wrong bill. Well, uh, a Halliburton-esque company. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I don't know if this qualifies. It was actually just Blockbuster. Oh. Yes. Difference. So hold it, on, wait a minute. Can we really say it was his fault? Well, let me. I'll, I'll tell you. So, in 1997, a All dude right. named Reed Hastings checked out a copy of Apollo 13 from the local Blockbuster video. Uh huh. He forgot he had it though. And when he returned it six weeks later, he was charged a forty dollars late fee, which is more than the cost of the DVD itself. So he founded a DVD by mail service a year <gasps> later called Netflix. Netflix. What a story. As as Netflix grew, Hastings offered to sell his business to Blockbuster for $50 million, but Hyzinga turned him down. Boom. And by the time he realized his mistake, it was too late. And by 2013, Blockbuster was out of business. I think there was one single Blockbuster. In like Alaska, right? It's still in operation, I think, in Alaska, maybe. Oh, I saw a documentary about it. It's very sweet. It's called like The Last Blockbuster or something? Yeah, it's a very sweet little film. An amazing story. Yeah, right? I'm not going to give you more points for complimenting my writer. That was such a good story, though. Give Give yourself a couple points for that one. As long as we understand that Allie Stark's mother is an absolute monster. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we've come to the uh, final question for the night. Uh, This is for geysers and dollsers. 
Contrary to what some may believe, not all park rangers are anthropomorphic raccoons who publish their own children's magazine. Wow. In addition to Ranger Rick... That's one cool cat. That's one cool cat. In addition to Ranger Rick, there have been many other famous park rangers throughout history, such as Galen Clark, the first person appointed and paid to protect and administer Yosemite, or former president George, uh, excuse me, Gerald Ford. Perhaps the most famous uh, U.S. national park ranger in history, however, is Betty Reed Soskin. Betty Reed Soskin blazed trails as an African-American park ranger, having served in a Jim Crow segregated union hall in World War II, uh, written many prominent songs during the Civil Rights Movement in the 1960s, and assisted in planning the Rosie the Riveter slash World War II Homefront National Park in California. What else is notable about park ranger Betty Reed Soskin? Go, go, power What do we think here? What else is notice, uh, notable about this park ranger? She was an unrepentant serial killer in her spare time. <laughs> in her no. spare time. How many people did she kill? 5,000. That seems high. I feel like we would have heard about this on Netflix by now. <laughs> I covered it up. It's probably pretty easy when you're a park ranger. You've got all that land you're in charge of. So much uh-huh. land. Did Geysers, Dalsers. It yeah. sounds like this one wasn't very premeditated by y'all. Ooh. <laughs> oh, they were all crimes wow. of passion. So did she kill anyone notable? I mean, 5,000 is a lot. Gerald Ford. Uh, all the former park rangers. <laughs> she killed Gerald Ford? Gerald former Ranger park Rick. ranger. Rick. Oh, Gerald former. Smokey the Bear, you don't see him much anymore. No, not yeah. Smacky but the Frog. But in seriousness, if you are a serial killer, you don't want to kill anybody of note. Well, how do you know? Because then you'd be a really bad serial killer. Right, Charles Manson's in jail for having someone else kill somebody famous, and he didn't even do it. That's fair. Well, what's fun is where we're recording, uh, where we're recording in the lovely County Sports uh, Theater on Belmont. We're right uh, next to L and L. We are yes. next to the L and L Tavern. Oh yeah, yeah. Where, where Gacy and uh, Damari hang out. Yeah, John not Wayne together, Gacy. unfortunately. And I used to live above. Literally the right above it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so. You're haunted, right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. she's haunted. Yeah, Dahmer used to sit there and just, like, scout dudes that he was going to, like, murder, basically. Yep, at the Pumpkin Donuts, which is no longer there, and it's now a lovely... Lovely Target. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Which is ironic, isn't it? Everything you need for your dorm at that Target. Uh, We don't think that's the case. You don't think... Oh, no? (laughs) No. What? So she was not a serial killer that murdered 5,000 people. No, we Nancy Drewed the hell out of that and determined it's not the case. Hey, I'm not good at the game. I just watch. (laughs) That's true. You watch trivia be played by other people. Exactly. What what do you think the real answer is? Uh, We actually think that uh, also in honor of Pride Month, uh, one of the notable things about her is that she was a lesbian. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, Well, actually, it's a a little simpler. She's actually still doing it. She's still killing she's people. She's still a lesbian. She's at large. <laughs> she's still out on the streets. No one's got her. She's at large. Yeah. So, uh, at <laughs> lesbian age, at large. At age 97, she's wow. the world's oldest uh, lesbian serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a title. So, uh, yeah, I want to, uh, I've got, this is a very close game, uh, but I have to. Uh, ah, I'm so nervous. You're doing, to, you're doing a great job. Thank, <laughs> there was giving me no last minute points. Oh, boy. Probably. <laughs> Uh, so I want to say, uh, excuse me, using this picnic table. Hey, you're one cool cat. <laughs> and we're all done. We're going to wrap up. You, you, you I, I bet you're close. like a P23. <laughs> That's the thing. If, if only you would have given me your picnic table, uh, you end up with 30 <laughs> points. Uh, guys and dollars, congratulations. 35 points are the winners. <laughs> Congratulations. I want to thank both teams here, everyone on this, uh, tonight, and everyone at home. Thank you very much. Have a good night. 
Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is recorded in front of a live audience every Monday at 8 o'clock, right here in Chicago at the Comedy Sports Theater. If you'd like to see the show live, go to cszchicago.com and use the promo code FETCH for half off your ticket price. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is an arcade audio production. Find us at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at LSDL Show. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Our show is produced by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, and Rich Camelucci. Written by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, Connor Doyle, Rob Grabowski, Zach Mast, and Mandy Sellers. Hosted by Spencer Hamilton. Our panel this week, Sarah Shockey, can be heard on her own podcast, Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling, Thursdays on the MLW Radio Network. Ali Stark performs regularly at the Comedy Sports Theater. James Freetley hosts the podcast Lakeshore and Limbo, an occult noir detective series told using improvisers and dice. New episodes every Monday, right here on Arcade Audio. Caleb Woodley can be seen performing with Night Brunch, a musical improv show at the playground, Sundays at 6 p.m. He can also be seen at Comedy Sports Chicago with his house team, Ruse. Jason Geis is the artistic director of Comedy Sports Chicago. And as always, Sammy Tamimi can be found all around Chicago, performing, directing, teaching, and being a nerd. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is made possible in part by listeners like you. Check out patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for more info on how you can help. Thanks for listening to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the world's only game show. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.